All right, Al, whenever you're ready to rock. Okay, yep, I see the red. We're good to go. All righty, three, two, one. Folks, train wreck tonight is back. Happy Thursday. I'm with Maniac and two special guests tonight from New York upstate. We got Matt Perino, Ryan Talbot, Maniac, show sponsor, Amherst Al House. Folks, your favorite spot in the North Towns is back open for daily pickup, phone orders only. Amherst Ale House, 625-7100. Limited menu, but you still got the wings and fingers, the pizza logs, and all of these special Amherst Ale House items that you love. Again, Amherst Ale House, 625-7100. Phone orders only, 4 to 8 p.m. daily. Like I said, we got Matt Perino, who is not verified on Twitter, and we got Ryan Talbot, who is verified on Twitter, joining us tonight. How are you guys doing tonight? You know, we're great, and thanks for having us on the show. We're always appreciative of, or appreciative of it. Uh, we couldn't get a hype video like Lakata on Pack. Uh, <laughs> it's all good. We're even recording this. This isn't even live, so it's like it's all good. Like, oh, you, know, no. you know where we're at in the packing order. I got it. Uh, I kept refreshing my Twitter feed looking for that hype video all day, all day. And what's funny is I even have a video from camp with Maniac. You're, you're dead to me. Talbot, I know that, you know, The Undertaker is doing a documentary right now, but you're really going to let your boy Perino expose the business like that? <laughs> I, uh, you know, I, I sometimes I, I just let him take it. You know, he, he knows his stuff, so I got to let him take the lead on this stuff. And you will hear crying in the background. You'll hear probably swords of some sort. Uh, I was going to say Sabres Twitter. I think you got Sabres Twitter in the background there. <laughs> there you go. There you go. It's bad right now out here in these streets. Oh, my God. Speaking of Sabres Twitter, guys, what a shit show today. I mean, you th can you think it could have gotten worse after the news of Botterill getting extended? And today the quotes from Eichel, Ristolainen. Eichel's fed up. Risto, what? He said he's never been a part of a winner, pretty much. Um, I wanted to ask you guys, does this happen with other franchises? I mean, I know not every story and thing like that can hit Sports Center, And not everything like this, like, quote, is going to hit a major outlet. But, like, I don't know. Like, this is getting to the point where, as a Buffalo sports fan, it's, one, very depressing to see this happening with the Sabres. And, two, you almost got to laugh at it now. It's like, what are you going to do? It's, we're going on nine years of continuing just BS. So I wanted to see that from you guys. Like, where have you seen this anywhere else? It's, it's hard to compare the two franchises because the Sabres have been so bad now and with no, with no, like, even glimpses of a light at the end of the tunnel. And so I understand the frustration within their room. But, like, it, there was a lot of positive things said about Ralph Kruger from some of the players, that, you know, some of the clips that I've seen. And one of his big things is that he's this unbelievable leader and like great organizational structure guy. But where's the organizational structure when all of these guys are kind of coming out of the woodwork saying, I'm not happy. I don't like what's been happening here. And you got your leader, Jack Eichel, saying those things. And I know everybody treats this like, like fearfully because you don't want this guy to end up leaving town. But I just, I just think about it. And if the shoe was on the other foot and if it was Josh Allen who was in this situation – with Brandon and Sean at the top, would this be the kind of quotes that were coming? It's hard to project that because they're not in that situation. If anything, they're on completely opposite ends of the spectrum. The Bills are about to be, you know, the AFC East front runners and a potential AFC contender. So it's a different world. Eichel hasn't won anything. So I understand. But I just think that there might be a culture problem, which is so crazy because the culture on the other side of town is so good. Yeah, and, and, you know, today, just you're right. Some of the quotes that you hear, you don't get that all the time. Risto pretty much saying, yeah, if there's a trade that goes down, it's, it's probably going to be that's heading out of town. You know, it, you, you don't usually get players saying that. In the NFL, you'll get the players saying, well, you know, anything can happen at the NFL trade deadline. It, it's very scripted. To just hit, come out and him say, yeah, if there's a trade, I, I'm pretty much out of town. It, it, it's pretty eye-opening. Now, obviously, there were those rumors going back all the way for, for months now, but just come out and say it like that it kind of even took me aback a little bit yeah but buffalo talk radio too and is great i, I love all the shows but like <laughs> i dude the wrist i don't even follow it i'm not even that plugged in like i have the sabers hat from like 10 years ago that i throw on every once in a while but like because the hair is the quarantine hair is not pretty right now like i can't really let it flow like like maniac 
But I think that um, I don't really blame Ristolainen for those comments. I mean, everywhere you look or listen, th- that guy's name is being talked about in a trade and people not happy with him. If I was him, I'd probably hate Buffalo too at this point. Like, get me out of here. Like, I kind of got that. I get that feeling if that's your feeling. But it is such a train wreck, man. Like, and even still, like, sometimes like, poor Kim Pagula, she can't even get out of her way with the Botterill statement and just basically saying, like, we know more than you. It's, it's just a bad – it's just unbelievable juxtaposition of what's happening in Orchard Park compared to downtown. And here's yeah. the deal. I mean, Maniac, we talked about this before the show. The Bills transition from a laughing stock to now a contender. I mean, what can the Sabres do? The problem, the problem was is that with the Bills, like you knew even at the end of 2017 that the wave of the dead cap, I mean, $50 million in dead cap, Bean getting his guys, everything like that, you know, was taking place. Quote, unquote, trust the process. The problem with the Sabres is that you already have Jack Eichel. Like, how much better is Rasmus Dahlin going to get? Like, you're already getting 40 goals from Jack Eichel. So, you're gonna, how are you going to supplement? I mean, how much better is Sam Reinhardt? Is Reinhardt going to ever be able to play without Eichel and produce 30 goals? I mean, it doesn't seem like it. So, that's a problem when it comes to signing these guys. So, versus the Bills, where you kind of had this finish line, you know, in mind. And I think they actually got to it a little earlier in 2019 than even, maybe even they thought, you know, being 8-3 and three with that great start. Um, but – with that said, the problem, like the Sabres last year, even before 2018, 2019, they were talking like the culture is done. We're starting a new fresh wave. And now they're two years into that and absolutely nothing has changed. That's the problem. The one good thing is, and I'll say it from a, the vantage point of not a really agitated fan on this, is that at least they're, they're kind of going with the approach of, even if you don't believe in Botterill, giving him the kind of runway to at least see it through. And I think one of the big problems the teams run into that, that are consistently bad is they keep turning it over two years, two years, two years, and bringing in another vision. And then who knows, if that vision doesn't play out immediately, then you're going to be right back in the same spot. Now, listen, <laughs> you're wasting the, the prime of a, a megastar in, in Jack Eichel right now. And so I understand the, the agitation. But I just think that – turning it over and starting anew. I mean, how many times are you going to do that? How can you fix this problem? Can it be fixed? I don't know. We'll find out. I think, what, what, do you, what would you guys say? I mean, you are much more tuned into this than I am. What's his timeline? Like, or do we not know at this point because they're that giving was, him another year? That was literally my next question. When does Jack get traded? Uh, uh, I, I know. It's just disgusting to even hear talk about like, cause the move in the long run just makes no sense. He's a generational talent. Doesn't matter if you could bring in, like we talked about a couple of days ago, a second line center, a serviceable defenseman, everything like that. How, it does wait, not first equate, of all, how yeah. is Jack Eichel not worth more than that? A second uh, but, but line I think, center. But I think if, if it gets out that he's demanding a trade, your value is going to plummet. You're not going to get top five player value for a player that's demanding a trade. That was the Zach Bogosian problem. Everyone's acting like, Botterill didn't try to trade Zach Bogosian. When Bogosian demanded a trade, it's pretty hard to trade someone who demands a trade. Like, because every team knows that they have no value to you. They do not plan on sticking with your organization. So if Jack Eichel demands a trade, he's not going to get any value. I think the only way Jack Eichel ever gets moved from the Sabres organization would essentially be like when the Cleveland Browns left all those years ago. They would pull the move at like 9.30 at night or whatever. And they would just, it would just come out of nowhere. I don't think we would see a lead up. I don't think we would see anything built. They would just ship him. But is the, there's a difference, though, when he's a top five player in the NHL. And he's got yeah. six more years left. Like, yeah. that's the only thing, Maniac, is like, I feel like you're right. Value does go down, especially with a guy like Bogosian. I mean, oh, my God. He's, like, firing slap shots and people's crotches. But, like, I mean, I mean – Jack Eichel, if he wants to demand a trade next year when he's 24, or he's still 23, so when he's 23 or 24 or 25, he is still going to get way more than what we were talking on the last show, than a second-line center and a serviceable defenseman. I mean, that's a first-round pick. you got to get at least, I'd say, two for-sure first-line, second-line people in a trade like that, even if you demand a trade. I feel like the Pagulas and Botterill are so, like, whatever, that they'll they'll set – Go ahead. Don't play. That's the, that's the take I, I feel like they'd play with. Uh, you're, you're making all this money, and you're just going to sit and not play? Like, you don't, you're demanding a trade? 
they're going to make sure in a trade with that that they'll get some value back. And I'm not plugged into it, and I don't know, Ryan, you might be able to speak to this more than me, but, like, I get the sense from the outside that I think Jack needs to take a little bit more responsibility. I don't know. Like, is that a, is that a hot take? Is that bad? No. Like, I, I just I, – sometimes I feel like he's he, – from the comments today and from somebody who doesn't follow it very closely, I get the sense that he wants something to be done for him as opposed to him going out there and doing it, even though it seems like he is having to do a lot. Does that make any sense? It's probably like responsibility off the ice for sure. I think what you saw this year was just an insane blend where if Jack Eichel didn't score this year for the Sabres, it was almost like they didn't win. Like the games where he didn't play, they got blown out. And the games where he didn't score, yeah, at best they were maybe getting to overtime or being within one goal. So I think that you saw the frustration kind of boil over there. I think he's become a better leader overall. I think he's the leader we wanted to be. It's just really supporting, you know, his talent level. I mean, I hate to say it. It's not like an idiot, but, I mean, Crosby had all kinds of supporting guys. Ovechkin had supporting role players. Mike Green, you know, the other guys, Nylander, uh, Oshie. You know, like, they have guys that can fill these roles. And it just seems like the big thing from the Sabres analytic guys is that nobody on the Sabres can score, like, consistently without being on Jack Eichel's line. You saw Skinner when he was with Eichel. He went off. Then you take him on another line, he scores 14 goals in the entire season. You have Reinhardt. It's the same deal. So, yeah. I mean, do you want to sign Reinhardt for $6.5 to $8 million a year just so that when he isn't playing with Eichel, he's like a 15 to 20-goal scorer? I mean, those are just the facts at this point. So, it's, they're just in such a tough spot. That's why it's so – like, there's no light at the end of the tunnel for Sabres fans. They've had first overall picks. They've had two first overall picks in the last – seven years and the only thing that gets said about those players is that they're wasting them and correct me if i'm wrong but their cap situation is not nearly as good as as botterill made it seem with his statement where uh where he had come out and, and said something along the lines of now we're in a good spot where we can you know target this certain players and things like that their cap situation isn't healthy he has not pulled off the brandon bean where he's gotten rid of the bad contracts yeah. am i correct in that correct 100 percent. and he and like I said on Tuesday, he had to overpay for Skinner just to keep the fans happy. You had to lock down this guy for seven years. This is Skinner. How many times over the next seven years is this guy going to score 30 to 40 goals? Did, did they put Skinner on Eichel's line at all this year or no? That was what fans wanted to. Like they and had they it early did. in the year. They got away from it and then they basically never did. They, they would do it like for a fleeting moment. It was like ridiculous. Right. Yeah. But, I mean, you know what, though? To be honest, Sabres Twitter would go nuts during 2018 and 2019 when it was Reinhardt, Eichel, Skinner on one line. And then they go nuts that when they're separated that they're not scoring. So it's just like there's no winning. Buffalo sports fans are tough. Like, let's not, like, you know, pull any punches here either. Yeah. And with that, I guess I'll we say, were made that way. I guess we were, we were for, that hand was forced on us. Yeah. <laughs> and with that, I'll say, fuck the Sabres. What's next? Because we talked enough about them. Yeah, I agree. What's, <laughs> what's next? Let's talk about something positive, and that is Ryan Talbot's haircut. Mmm. Fresh. Fresh. Brought out the razor and everything. First time for that. Does it hurt when you do no, it? No, not at Does all. It, do you ever bleed? Not well. I'm I'm one for one so far and not bleeding. I, I've never pulled out the actual like razor before until this. It's always just been like the the other device, the plug in there razor. So because I don't ever know how people do that because when I used to shave with the razor on my face. I would always bleed at some point, like, you know, so I figured, like, I wouldn't want to be walking around with, like, little, like, you know. Little little axes. Yeah. 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 (laughs) I'm not about that life. So, Matt, how about you? When's the last time you've cut your hair? Ooh, like, I think the combine, before the combine. Oh. Oh, what is. Length in this guy, huh? That, yeah. So, yeah, I'm I'm going back to March 12th. 2020 maniac how about you i'm playing you the world's smallest violin here al <laughs> <laughs> let's hear when was the last time you got your haircut january 2018 no no october 2017 how do you get to the point where you kind of got used to the fact that there's so much weight on the back like by your ears where you're just like it's kind of, I think it's kind of like being a parent, Matt. I mean, you know, I can, I can, I can stress about it all day. I can look for help on the internet. I could try to read up on tips on everything, but at a certain point, 
I just got to start living my life. I just can't <laughs> worry about it. Sometimes you just can't worry about these things. You just got to let it go, as they say in Frozen, and get on with your life. And that's what I'm doing one day at a time. One day at a time. Shout out Jared Fabian. And Sean McDermott. That's true. So, Matt, Ryan, I got to ask you, how, how are you guys doing in quarantine? Doing anything fun? What are you doing to, like, change the pace? What, how has life been different over the past two months, before, or almost we're on three months now, since before, you know, quarantine started? Brian? Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll take this one. I, I'm actually uh, using this opportunity to kind of get in, into some decent shape again. Uh, I actually saw Maniac at a signing at New Era Cap back in March, probably about a week before everything, maybe two weeks before everything shut L- down. Literally a week before everything shut down, yep. Yeah, yeah, they had a signing there, and I had seen him, but I uh, came home in, in January from the Bills playoff game, getting a little closer to that 300 total. And I said, oh, I should probably uh, do something about that. So I'm about to hit that 50-pound mark here in the next few days. So I've used this time to get into better shape. Uh, having the two kids at home, that's that's been a unique challenge every day with the schooling and everything like that. And I know, uh, you know, Matt's kids are even younger, so that's probably even more challenging for him. At least, you know, my one, my daughter's in middle school, and she can kind of handle that on her own a lot of it. So it's been a lot different. I, I can definitely say that, but I'm trying to find some positives in it. My I'm, I'm in Ryan's boat. I'm trying to get back uh, in a little bit. I've let myself go a little bit. And here's the thing. Not to get too descriptive here, but I'm on train wreck. So like if you lean down like this and you put your shoulders together and you, you could see like a couple of cones down there, like, yeah, you know, it's time. You got to get it together. And I'm telling you right now, I've had to get it together because four miles at the Amherst bike track the other day, running, getting after it. My man here, three miles the other day. We're, we're just trying to, you know, I think it was Mike Danger, who's I was on his show, the Rochester ESPN radio guy. And he said, we're all just eating like assholes right now. And we are. And so we just have to have a little more respect for ourselves. And I've also been drinking a lot of IPA beers, which I think could be a part of the problem. So I'm cutting those off as well. It's back, it's back, to, it's back to responsibility here. In a lot of ways. Well, first off, shout out to Talbot, because I know he was, as he said, he was grinding at this way before the quarantine started or anything. But right now, for us Shlomo's Talbot, this is like spring training for getting back into society. <laughs> I mean, by phase three, we might be face-to-face with people. So, I mean, let, let's go. We got to ramp it up. I know Al has been upping his walk total. He's oh. been going nuts. <laughs> no, it, it, Ryan, I got to agree with you. This is the, like... And Matt, the opposite of you. I, this has been the best shape the, the past two and a half months. I've knocked off nine pounds since February 20th. So what are you doing? Are you working out more? No, just going on walks. To be honest, literally, I walk. I do some push-ups. Drinking I some, less? Are you drinking less? No. Okay. So I'd even, I, would even, <laughs> I would even lose more weight if that was the case. But yeah, walking, push-ups, sit-ups, jump roping. And yeah, that's it. Literally. So, so you are working out more. You can't be doing nothing and just dropped like 10 pounds. Well, no, I'm saying like I used to, well, and another big thing is eating healthier. Okay. Yeah. Well, the eating, eating healthier is like working like, out in itself. Literally over the past two and a half months, I've gotten Picasso's once and Italian village. Those are the only two places that I've gotten takeout food from. So oh, dude, you're doing it wrong. Where do you live? You live in Chictawaga? It's Chicta Vegas. Chicta Vegas. It's doing it really like, wrong. That's too, not too far of a drive from Clarence. You can go hit Barbell North, get yourself some legitimate wings. Hey, Matt, I'm, the, the point is I'm trying to lose weight. <laughs> listen, guys, I went to the doctor in February, and my cholesterol was scary high because of how I was eating. So it was like a big wake-up call for me. Like, I was like, I'm 29 years old. I got to figure this out. Like, I cannot be eating like I am and not if – it, if it wasn't for that doctor's appointment, I'd probably be another six, eight pounds heavier where I am from where I was in February. So like, I, I feel like I'm definitely trending in the right direction because of quarantine though, too, because working from home, no commute times, like it's just, it's a big difference. Oh God, is Prino frozen? I think he is.
got like my computer shut yeah, down and I got like one of those. Weird... You didn't get booted. We saw you grimacing. You didn't like where Al's story was going. So you, you <laughs> took your you took your party and you went home. That's fair. So 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 what do we do now? Back no no back to the Talbot and the fruit. I want to hear the fruit and the alcohol fairy. <laughs> let's let's do it. It's not a fruit fair. I just have a lot of fruit around the house since I'm eating better, but uh, pineapple pineapple's my go-to pineapple okay i i don't mind pineapple but uh grapes have been my go-to uh blueberries as well those have been my two go-to's i guess okay but yeah um guinness though i've been getting a lot of that someone brought over blue light someone brought over miller light with these groups so it's been kind of nice so now not only is my wife getting a bunch of wine and things like that i'm starting to get stuff too so i'm not as jealous anymore and it's it's been nice people in the community have been supporting our our love of alcohol, I suppose. I love I, the I love the giving. That's awesome. Right. I had a buddy drop off a bottle of vodka a couple of weeks ago, right in the front porch. She dropped it off, pulled right out, and was gone. By the time I was able to even notice it was him, so um, love that. For all, for all the things that don't get enough support, love of alcohol is one. I mean, if you <laughs> if you drink responsibly, you should enjoy it. That's all. Yeah, but yeah, absolutely. so wait, uh, just a, re- a quick recap because I saw you tweeting about the wine. And then it seemed like four hours later, you had like a six pack or something on your front door. Like, did you get, did you actually register for a group or was that just like a spontaneous? No, that, that was my buddy who, uh, his wife said, oh yeah, he was saying the same things. How come he's not getting anything? So he dropped off a, a 12 pack and a, a 10 hot wings. So it was, it was a good deal. Definitely a good oh, deal. Oh, don't tell me they're takeout wings. <laughs> well, you know, we don't have as many great choices in Olean as, as the, in Buffalo, by any means, but you guys oh, got problems in your house. You're, you're, no, he he's trolling. He's trolling our show wing reviews because we do takeout wings, and everyone says you can't really rate wings if you're doing takeout. Uh, about seventy-seven percent of wings are takeout that are that are eaten. That's a scientific fact. We had our intern look into it. Oh. Where, where can I even go to eat them? There's nowhere. I can't go anywhere. Oh, and now. Okay, here we go. I'm so happy. <laughs> here we go. Here um, we go. <laughs> we got Talbot's, St. Bonaventure Bonnie's, Perino's UB, my UB. It's got to be one of my biggest rivals. St. Bonaventure. Uh, those, Olean, those Oleanites are crazy. So I didn't even know you guys had a basketball program until about three or four years ago when you became relevant. <laughs> But I, I, you know, I, I'm glad now. I'm I am happy for you guys. I think you have a, a pretty good crew. Even nobody, after- nobody takes as much program. pride in the 1970s as St. Bonnie's fans. Oh come on now, Mark <laughs> has them where they need to be. Oh sure, they're gonna be tourney bound this year. You watch. Okay, so small confession. Uh oh. The most iconic Big Four basketball player I've ever watched, J.R. Bremer. Oh Bremer. Bremer I hate, them. I hate to say from it. LeBron, way back when, when they How old are you? on the Cavs. Who? Me? You. I'm 37. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm older than that. Oh, Al. Yo, when I started covering UB, you know who was the, the, the guy there was uh, Rodney Pierce. So, I mean, we're talking 20, 2009. Um, they were still – I mean, they weren't that good. Wow. And Reggie figured it out. I think their first real Wait, good. Oh nine, they went. Did they go to the MAC title in 09 against Akron? Okay, so maybe I started in 2010. Okay, I came right after Turner Battle, and that was when they went to the MAC title game and lost. God, um, I can't say. Yeah, Ibihi. He was a, oh. another, another legend. Oh, Ibihi he was a legend. Ibihi's in my 15 year like. Top, top five for sure. Yeah, you got to go. He'd be he at the five. Perkins at the four. Turner Battle at the one. Okay, 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 okay. Back this up, Al. Wait a second here. We're doing yeah. starting lineup. Yeah, <laughs> like the best, the okay. best UB Bulls over the back. Pack. Player of the year, Mitchell Watt is going at the five. Let's not get wild and crazy here. I was, I was a big he'd be he guy. But you can't be that big of an it'd be he guy to put him over Watt. That's that's crazy talk. What literally was that team that year? They didn't go as far as you'd like them to have gone. Exactly, but, was, but yeah, yeah, I can't. He was a beast. I know. He was too. He'd be he for three. T's for threes. <laughs> but I will say this, Ryan. T.B. he. Yo, where the Bonnie's been at lately? What have you oh. done for me lately? Because all I've been seeing is Mac title after Mac title and NCAA tournament W's. 
I understand. Oh. You know, it'd be nice to play in the back. <laughs> I, don't, I would be okay with the Bonnies moving down to the Mac, but you know, the A10, some pretty good teams there. It's tougher in the A10. I think you guys would agree with that. Yes. I, yes. You know, I, I do like their potential. Though they have Osun, the, the big. If he can stay out of foul trouble, he's going to be a gem for them. Uh, I got to watch Nicholson play a lot when he was there. You know, I actually, when I went to Bonn, as they were awful, it was when they had that, uh, right after that welding scandal. Do you guys remember that at all? They brought this guy on on scholarship, and he didn't actually have the right credits. He actually had a, a welding degree. So they actually lost all these um, scholarships, everything else. They were terrible. The only good player they had during my entire run there was Marquis Green, who was known for wearing shorts that literally went down to his feet. People on Twitter call him the anti-John Stockton, if you guys look him up a little bit. So Stockton had those His short shorts. Is strong with this one. Right. Mark, but yeah, I, he's still playing overseas, I believe. Green, he, he was a good player. I don't Are the shorts still low? I think so. I'm okay. pretty confident. Never stray from who you truly are. Right. I don't hate Bonos as much as I hate Canisius and Niagara, though. So I don't know. Okay, see, that's, that shows your age. Yeah, it must. Okay, and the Canisius thing has, has – okay, Canisius is different now because of Reggie being there. And so I kind of have, like, a little bit of a soft spot because Reggie's my guy. He's the OG. Yep. But – and Niagara, eh, nah. Like, hey, I don't like Niagara. Don't how, like how dare you throw that disrespect at the Purple Eagles and Greg Paulus? I didn't like Mahalik's. Like, he always seemed, like, uh, so egotistical and, and the – UB lost a lot to them while I was there. So yeah, so yo, Perino, who was that stud on Niagara? That like he was a four or five. He was so good, like thirty points a game. I cannot think of his damn name. Years ago, I don't know like, if it was far back as Turner Battle, but if you say the name, I'll know. Oh, 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 oh. Um, I mean, I don't know. I, I can't go back that far. We'll we'll have to look it up. I'll look it up while we're while we're doing this because that will. <laughs> All right. Me. Get the Perino interns on it, damn it. <laughs> Kids! They went to bed, I think. 6.30. And these, we, we run a tight ship around here, all right? Legitimately, my wife is getting one of those wine baskets right now as we speak. Someone is on her porch dropping more alcohol off. Like, I can't keep up with their winnings, but I, I'm very upset and jealous now again. So. And this guy is still churning out articles like right. you wouldn't believe it. Doesn't matter how many glasses of wine he has, you still better be sure. <laughs> oh no! NYUP at Syracuse.com. <laughs> I was just gonna say that's just out of control. Just booze getting dropped off and only in twenty four seven. Hashtag booze and blogs. <laughs> oh my god! All right, Perino, real quick. I know you're. I know you're looking something up, but we asked Ryan the same thing. Favorite snack and favorite drink in quarantine. Ooh. Okay. So. Favorite drink, I was on those Hamburg IPAs. Uh, they were coming out with, like, a volume series. Definitely, if you're an IPA guy, go try some of them. They're really uh, – the Hamburg Brewing Company. Uh, I'm, I'm killing the monsters, which is, is not good. They're really bad for you. Okay. But, like, I just need to change them. I drink a lot of coffee, and sometimes I just need a little spice up my life a little bit, you know, and the monsters okay. get it done. All Snacks? Right. I'm going to go get this real quick. Hang on a second. <laughs> All right, so listen, you see this. Go ahead. Ryan, Ryan, while he's doing this, next question for you. Other than working out and exercising, what is your favorite quarantine activity outside of looking at a screen? Oh, boy. Um, playing video games with my kids. I uh, have the Nintendo Switch, and you can download the classic Nintendo games. So I was teaching them ice hockey, pro wrestling. We were okay. going through a lot of those oldies there. So that, that's kind of been my favorite thing to do. Okay. Very nice. Oh, what does he bring here? Skinny girl popcorn. I'd never heard of it. <laughs> I didn't I, either. <laughs> I just use skinny. I girl can't believe I can't believe we left the Zoom for skinny girl popcorn. I was expecting <laughs> like an no. industrial size package of Big League Chew. But no, it's a story. Like some, it's the story. So okay, okay. I I've been trying all of these butter and sea salt popcorns. I used to really like um smart pop or something like that and they came in like a it, it popped into a bucket like it, it comes as like this flat thing and then it like expands into a bucket of popcorn it was great it was so old school style where it would be like yes 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 I, I'm they changed that. it and now it's the now it's these bags again and i hate the bags well so i've been testing sea salt brands and i tried this skinny girl 
because I was it was just in the it was in the chamber. I needed a, a new one, and I, my wife wasn't with me when I bought it, and so I put these back on the shelf when I got home. <laughs> and the one day she walked in, and I hear her go, "What the hell is this?" Because <laughs> got a little like uh, skinny girl on the front thing, and then she realized it was popcorn. But they're good, man. 160 calories in one little bag. They're almost like they're just like enough popcorn. Like, you know, if you pop a full bag of like Pop Secret, it's kind of like You'll eat it all and you'll be fine, but it'll be like, yeah, this was too much. It's just yeah. a little less. And so, I, Skinny Girl Popcorn. Try I was going to say, tonight's episode promoted by Skinny Girl. I, I <laughs> yeah, geez. No free ads. Salad. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> My goodness. I mean, Perino, the way that story was going, I thought you were going to be like accused of adultery because of this Skinny Girl Popcorn. I know. And yeah, it's a really provocative like lady on there. Oh my gosh. There are children could be eating that. I know. No, and there's there's children that probably watch this show. Oh geez. Censor that. Censor awesome. it. Did you go through self checkout or do you have to make eye contact with self someone as okay yeah, as that's you're, a self checkout scanning one. the skinny girl? Okay. And that's the one thing about uh, and listen, usually I would buy that or similar products that I don't want to interact with a person at like Walmart or Tops because they have the self checkout. Wegmans doesn't have the self-checkout. So certain things like that. But now during quarantine, it doesn't matter what you get because they got the glass between you. You got to wait like, you know, five feet back. So you don't have to have those interactions like you used to have. So you can, everything's on the table right now. They, they can still judge you behind the glass. Though. It's okay. I don't feel as bad. <laughs> Talbot, I got to ask you, have you ever done the mustache and soul patch? I cannot say. Actually, I'll tell you why. I didn't do the soul patch, but I, uh, one time I shaved it off into a handlebar mustache. And my wife yelled at me almost immediately when she saw it. So it was not a good combination. Um, but yeah, I've never done it with the soul patch though. So I'm thinking about doing so. Yeah. Getting rid of everything, literally going pretty much bald, shaving everything just like you and going mustache soul patch. I have a great idea. Let's have, let's draft our, let's put every UB basketball player the last, let's say 20 years in a pot. Right. And we each draft a starting five and right. then it's on train rack because you guys are so good at networking and, you know, relationship building. You have to reach out to all of those guys, even the ones playing overseas and they got to come back for a five on five charity tournament. I'm the coach of one team. It be he lover is the coach of the other team. And I guarantee victory. Guarantee. Guarantee. Or we can even do it in like, because I know you got the college players in NBA 2K now. Maybe we just put together a little, uh, little stream, little, uh, little something like that. I, I like where I'm going here. I like it. Streaming I just want to go up. Too crazy, man. I just want to go up against Shoop a little bit. I don't like that. I don't like what you're talking about with the uh, be he over Watt. It really got me you know, fired up. Almost like uh, another guy at Trainwreck Sports gets me fired up sometimes. Oh God! All right, let's not, let's not go there just yet. Don't bring producer Burrs into this. Yeah, I mean, hey, speaking of the Buffalo Bills, the cap, Lockport, Loudmar, Loudmouth, Kevin Masari, Bills this year. I mean, expectations are through the roof. The latest odds that I've seen, Bills over under eight and a half. The over eight and a half is just pound, minus one seventy five. No value there whatsoever. But Super Bowl odds, eighth best odds at twenty five to one. Ryan Matt, it's pretty crazy to have these types of expectations. You know, Josh Allen's third year. How you guys feeling? I know that's obviously we're months away still. We don't even know if fans will be in the stands. You saw the, the person from Texas Suite today that what, twenty five percent, you know, could potentially be in the stands coming up, but like how you guys feeling going into the season? You know, I'm feeling pretty good about this team. I predicted 12 wins after the schedule release. Uh, I like the way it breaks down for them this year, especially against AFC East opponents. Um, week one against the Jets, that offensive line is going to – it's improved, but they haven't played together, so I think that helps the Bills significantly. Get them again after the Thursday night game against the Chiefs. Uh, I'm not too worried about Miami this season. I think they're still a year away, but – if week 17 means anything, having Miami come to Buffalo in week 17, I think that's a, a great situation for Buffalo there. Uh, and you don't know what you have in Stidham. I, I know Belichick's great. The defense will be good. Um, but Stidham can be rattled, I'm sure. So I, I'm not counting them out necessarily, but I just think that they can run through this division and then there's enough winnable games elsewhere where they can easily get the, above that 8.5 win threshold. And in, in terms of the Super Bowl, 
you know, anything can happen. The, the Bills were within uh, – in a one-possession game against the Ravens, a team that's a Super Bowl contender in the AFC. You saw in the Super Bowl this past season that Patrick Mahomes was shut down for pretty much the first three quarters of that game because he went against a tough defense. So, you know, you, you meet the Chiefs in the playoffs, Buffalo's defense, why can't they slow him down for two to three quarters? I, I know that it's easier said than done, but there's enough talent there to do that. So I think the AFC East is is pretty wide open. I don't think it's just the Chiefs and, and the Ravens necessarily, but you know, you're right. It is kind of odd, though, to think and sit here and say the Bills have the eighth best Super Bowl odds right now. But they, the good thing is they don't need Josh Allen to carry this team. They just need him to take another step and for the yeah. defense to be exactly what they've been for the last few seasons. And real quick, real, real, do you guys agree with the Patriots here that, that you just mentioned Stidham? They pretty much have the same odds to win the division, the same over-under. I don't see a middle ground with the Patriots. I see this team going like five and 11 or they get the 10 wins again. I, I don't see a middle ground there. I don't see them going seven and nine, eight and eight. It's either they're going to still compete and be really good in the AFCs or they're going to be really bad. And I don't know if you agree with that, Ryan, but I, that's, that's where I'm at with that team. Like they're going to, they're going to stink. And here comes Trevor Lawrence, the AFC East, or they're going to, they're going to be, you know, still competing good squad with nine or 10 wins. I cannot see them middling out. Well, I, I can't see them being that bad that they're going to be in the Lawrence uh, in play for him. Maybe if they trade some picks up or things like that. But there's still too much talent on that defense. I'm sure Belichick's going to try to utilize the, the run game more on offense to make life easier for Stidham. Uh, but I, I don't see them being a 10-win team. I think, you know, six to eight wins is, is your ceiling there. But even if they, they don't reach that threshold, I, I can't see them being in that first pick, which is where you're going to have to be to get Lawrence in next year's draft, because even if it's a team that has a quarterback in place, you, you could trade that away and, and get a, you know, a small fortune because teams are already lining up to try to get a guy like Trevor Lawrence. I, I cannot believe they're going to roll in with Stidham with Cam Newton, just posting viral videos every right? few seconds. I mean, I'm sorry. I, it's insane. I don't know. Like, I don't know maybe, if he fits with, with the culture there like I know that that's like a weird thing to say but like you watch like how like we I was down in Carolina for the joint practices and so I got a chance to see him away from even the you know the hustle or like the national televised stuff he's an interesting cat man like he saunters around the practice field kind of does what he wants I don't think that that jives with Belichick and even uh, McDaniels to a degree and and I think that that's a big piece of it I think that they they're, they're an, I think there's a little bit of ego involved in, in Patriots Nation with they can, they can build this thing with another young, low, uh, lower-drafted quarterback in Stidham. But I think, back to your original question, like, I think that the Bills have the best defense in the NFL. Like, I, I, that's one of my hot takes going into the year. And I've seen, I'm seeing them some, – some people are, like, putting them at four or five or six. I've seen a lot of these uh, ranking articles coming out. But I think top to bottom, depth-wise, they're so deep. Like, their defensive line goes 9-10 deep right now. And it, I think that that's what Sean McDermott's been building towards. Like, a defensive line that is almost, like, faceless. He could just rotate in and out, in and out, in and out. And now he has that kind of opportunity. But the funny thing is, is this season's going to come down to the fact that the defenses of the other three teams in the AFC East are also really good. Like yeah. Miami's defense was good last year. They added Kyle Van Noy, Shaq, uh, Byron Jones. I mean, they are going to be really good defense. And they're going to be able to get pressure, all three of the teams. I think with Quinn and Williams coming back, it's going to be better in year two. They're going to be able to dial up some pressures with Greg Williams. And then obviously the Patriots. So you're talking about Josh Allen last year adding Stefan Diggs is great, but he also struggled against teams that were able to dial up the pressure. So that's going to be the key to the season. I think they can win 11 games. But if Josh Allen can't effectively and consistently perform as a passer against those kind of attacks, that's six of your, uh, of your 16 games right there in the division where that could present some problems. So uh, it comes down to – I know it's a lazy answer, but it really truly does come down to Josh. Yeah, and the amount of people that, will, that I ask for, you know, predictions for that say they're going to go 5-1 and one against the AFC East. You know, like, it's, that's, it's, that's not a good take. I'm sorry, like you said, all those defenses are improved and I played solid football. It's gonna be, that, that division is going to be a grind. I agree. I still think Miami 
I'm high on Miami. I mean, Ryan can tell you we were doing some shows earlier this year where I, I went out on a limb calling Miami maybe the second best team in the AFC East. But I think I might have even been a little bit forward, and that was before free agency uh, or for, before the draft. But I liked what how they're building. I just think it's going to take some time with as many rookies as, as they're adding, and the fact that you don't really know what's going to happen with Tua. I, I just hey, think you, that you there's a lot of question marks. Yeah, yeah. Let's see. You got fits. You got no time to prep. You know what's going to happen is the Miami Dolphins are going to be the New York Giants of like 2004 when they got Eli Manning. They had Kurt Warner. They started like four and two, five and one or something, and then benched Kurt Warner for Eli Manning. That's what they're going to do. The Dolphins are going to be middling with fits. They'll be three and three. They'll be maybe not as good as five and one, but maybe like three and four, three and three. And they'll make the decision to go to uh, Tua at that point. Because especially no, like, a lack of off-season activities playing a role. Is Snyder's an official sponsor of Trainwreck tonight or no? You just really like those pretzels. Free ads. Free ads. Jenga's not either, but we're not pulling any punches. Hey. <laughs> All right. So, listen, guys, I know Maniac's got to run soon. I think it's time for a lightning round. Yep. It's I nice outside, but it is time for the lightning round. We're looking for quick answers. Ryan and Matt, uh, we'll just alternate who goes first. Uh, for the first question, we'll have Ryan go first, but after that, we switch. Al will get in some. These are just some hot topics amongst Buffalo sports fans, especially looking forward. Is everybody ready? Let's go. Yes. All right. First question. Hate to start on a low note. Do the Sabres make the playoffs next season? That one's for everyone. No. Yes. Bring some no. positivity to no. the show here. Okay. No, we got two no's and a yes. This is a big one that amongst Bills fans. Trey White over under a hundred million dollar contract from the Bills. Ooh. Wow. Depends on the years. I, I think he's gonna end up getting about 20 million on average. So I'm gonna say over. I'm gonna say over too. I agree. It depends on the years. Over. Yeah, the only thing I was thinking is, is Kirk Cousins going to set kind of a trend how he did those three- to four-year deals? I mean, mm -hmm. obviously, if you're Trey White, you might want another contract before you're 30. You know, obviously, everything with the CBA changing could be crazy. True with that, Maniac. I think, I think he does sign a three-, four-year deal. Okay. We I got seven years. We're, we all spend a lot of time on the internet. Do you have a favorite troll? <sighs> years ago. I don't think he's on anymore. I can't even think of his name now. He fell off? He's not but a yeah, true just, troll. I know. I want I longevity out of my be. trolls. I'm trying to think. I can only think of one, and I'm not going to mention him. Oh, you're not going to give him the pub. I love it. I love it. Mm. That's a spite troll right there. Yep. <laughs> Colt Snyder, GGSN? Yeah, I think the whole GGSN crew is like, is like if trolls became a newscast. I think it is, honestly, really. All right. Well, hey, respect to what they're doing over there, though. Shout out Grant Gilcrest. Okay. <laughs> UB football. Oh, under seven and a half wins this year. Ooh. Please over. say over. Yeah, over. Over. Love the run game. Heisman, Heisman, Heisman season. Jar Pat, in the words of Maniac. I love the, I like that nick, nickname. Need it. Need it from Drebbe. Al, that, uh, that Kansas State game week one could be similar to how the Temple game was in uh, 2018. That could be a big factor whether they, you know, get that vibe going early. Let's go. Who's the quarterback? Yeah. Who's the quarterback? Unknown at this point. Is it going to be Van Sheesh, Myers, or they got a new guy? What do you think about Myers? I thought Myers was good, but Kevin Masari doesn't think he's good. Shout out Kevin Masari. So, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know whether I trust him or not, but he's a, he's a dreamboat of a guy, and, and he showed a lot of promise, so that's, that's good enough for oh, me. Oh, that, that, that first half against Penn State, that yeah. was awesome. That was great. It was one of the best moments I've seen, honestly. Papi Grandes was going nuts. So I've, never had a, I've never had a, a jersey, a UB football like jersey, not even Cleo Mack. I'm going to get a Jared Patterson jersey, though. All right. It's Love happening. Jar Pat. Custom made. What about, what about Yassini B, 45? Uh, no, I'm going to go with the Mitchell Watt. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with the Mitchell Watt basketball jersey. All right, you guys are no. stalling. The Did lightning's coming down. The lightning's right, coming right. down. You guys have done great work for New York Upstate. Is there a New York Downstate? Um, Olean. Question. Like, <laughs> NJ.com, maybe? 
Ooh, shout out your <laughs> yeah, shout out Giants and Jets. That's probably yeah. Their- well, they're they're all part of the. We're all under the advanced umbrella. There are there are downstate. They cover some New York. All right, so this one we're putting you on the hot seat. Obviously, nobody really knows. Will the NFL have fans, a percentage of fans, or none? Percentage. I'm gonna say none. I, I want to say percentage. I'm gonna. Say- could could they do it where they like had like? Section? I was thinking alternating season ticket holders, so you yeah. get like to go to one out of three games, and then that way you get the sixty thousand ticket holders. You get like twenty thousand per game. Right, and I, I thought of that as well, where you know whatever games they don't get to, you get reimbursed the following season. But the problem you're going to have is you can socially isolate in a stadium, but how are you going to social social isolate in the concession. tailgating before the game and no uh, concessions? But but even. There's, but there's all those people that make a fortune on that, uh, you know, know, not in stadium, but in their, their lots. And there's going to be people tailgating there, whether the NFL says to or not. And that's yep. another problem. Like, what if people try to tailgate anyway? Like, you know, we're talking about some of these states and cities that, you know, they're still like, you know, look at Florida. They open that thing back up and there's, there's these videos that are circulating. What if people start are told to stay home and they start going through tables? I mean, there's – you know, there's so many elements to this that are going to be interesting to see how it plays out. A ton of variables, no doubt. If you were stuck on a stranded island, or stranded on a deserted island, and had to watch 1,000 consecutive hours of one movie Ooh. to get off the island, so you have to watch the same movie for 1,000 straight hours, which movie would you choose? This one's for all of you. The Other Guys. Okay, okay. That's got, like, a couple elements. Got a ton of supporting characters. Just ridiculous. What yeah, was it I, around I around two hours too? So you only have to watch yeah. it about five hundred times. Yeah, I, I can handle that. Okay. Perino, Step, Step Brothers. Wow, so you guys are just a Will Ferrell team over there. Yeah, it's on. It came on Netflix, and I just remember when I first saw it, I was like, oh, so excited. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Step Brothers. I can watch that anytime, anywhere. Oh. Al, Entourage movie, Space Jam. Ooh. Ooh. I like Space it. Space Jam. I'm going to go with The Departed on that one. I would say The Dark Knight, but I've seen it too many times already. I feel like I've oh. watched that movie every time it's been on. Second choice, Law Abiding Citizen. Okay. Shout out Clive Owen and Jamie Foxx. All right. <laughs> John Murphy announces he's no longer with One Bills Live. He's still going to broadcast the games. Obviously, he had a great run with One Bills Live. He's taking some time to be a grandpa. If you could put one Twitter user who is not a media personality or with a media brand as the host of One Bills Live, oh. who would you put as the host? Oh. My answer? Or Al, you go first. I know who's going to be. Frank in Chichawaga. Yep. yep. <laughs> no you doubt. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to support that. Frank knows his stuff. Bill's He's, insider, uh, Frank. That's right. He's got some good intel. I, I'm, I'm supporting that. Um. I'll go, I'll go Del Reed. I'll go with The Godfather. That would honestly be, if they, if they wanted to get the most attention possible on it, that would probably be a good pick to have him do. Some how, Ryan Seacrest celebrity hosts. Yeah, side note, how baller was he on the uh, Sunday night pregame when they put him on the uh, – they had the whole Sopranos uh, pregame thing that they filmed with him? Played awesome. it pretty well. Played it pretty the- well. He's comfortable in front of the camera, that's for sure. Okay, this one's going to be a big answer from all Bills fans. Over, under, 0.5 AFC Championship game appearances for the Bills over the next three seasons. So will they make the AFC Championship game in the next three seasons? I'm going to say over. Al? Uh-uh. I know what happens when you see a juicy line. Well, it depends on that line. I feel <laughs> I mean, it, it's so tough because if they don't make it this year, ooh, that is, that is, that's 50-50, I feel like. That's really close. You can't set that at one and a half. That's definitely a .5 line. I'll go over one. Okay, they lock it over. And last but not least, does this train ever stop? Never. It does not. Never. Look at that. He had, his interns, he, had his, he had his interns working hard on that one. Awesome. Have you ever – did you figure out that Niagara score or no? No, nah, I didn't. So okay, all good. Tweet that, though. Tweet that. I like I'll look, that. I'm going to look it up. 
I know, uh, Maniac, you got Juan, Juan Mendez. Juan Mendez was the most acclaimed at Niagara basketball player, but he played in two. He played from 2001 to 2005. It says. I I think that's it. Oh, Juan okay. Mendez. He's the only he's the only one on the uh, Wikipedia page for Niagara basketball since 2000. Oh, Mendez, that's definitely him. Juan Mendez. All right. Yep. All right. Wow. Shout out to uh, Lockport Loudmouth. Uh, you know, follow him for all. Uh, Bills and UFC hot takes, my guy. I gotta give him a hard time, but he's he's the man. Okay. And shout out to the crowd assist. I, I've liked some of their stuff that they've been doing. Awesome. Shout out to Beef on Wick as well for that Ooh. great victory over the <laughs> wow. trans driving. I just wanted to bring no. that up. Low blow. I, <laughs> oh, I love it too, Talbot. <laughs> Love that parting shot from Talbot. Two shout-outs, one to all the Bills Mafia tuning into this episode, as well as the Bills Madden Sims we've been doing. We're now in the 2021 season. That's just crazy, all that. And a huge shout-out to these guys joining us. I know what you're going to say. Oh, maniac, you're just kissing their butt because you're on their show. But you know what? Take a seat, mister, because they're showing that you don't need a big TV studio. You don't need a huge publication outlet like the Buffalo News to dominate the Buffalo Bills scene. They're doing it guerrilla style. So shout out to Ryan Talbot and Matt Perino. Yeah, and once again, Matt Perino, not verified. Ryan Talbot, <laughs> verified. Ryan Talbot on the road to 20K followers. Uh, Perino, you're almost at what, 30K? Yeah, and at this point, what? guess what, Twitter? Come verify me again because I'm going to change my handle again. I don't want it. I don't want your blue check mark. I'm going Portnoy on this, in, this, in this thing. I mean, New York Upstate about to build a 50,000 follower just mammoth right now. So Empire. To- Empire. Empire. Shout out to you guys. Thank you for joining us. Everyone, have a great night. And you know the deal. This train never stops. Good night. Night. Now. Very good.